so fun. Like, he, his stories are amazing. <laughs> I love this dude. Get it? I am Octavarius. So nefarious. Eight legs and a wicked arm. Octavarius descended from planet X, ready to save our planet from harm. He'll make you laugh. He'll make you cry. But most importantly, he's going to save your life. He'll let him uh, speak for himself. He's got like, a lot to say. They're dealing with the dichotomy of like now with all the monitoring that everybody has, you know, with the internet, camera phones, like whatever. Like you can't just like it used to be wrestlers could get away with fucking everything. Like whatever, they're they're a wrestler. Like you can pee wherever you want. Just yeah, like when they're not when they're just out on. On tour, on. they could just fucking get away with whatever because everybody's afraid Checking of the Checking my volume. But now everything's demystified. And hey, everybody. Mm. Hey. hey! Welcome to the Ooh. Octavarius Podcast. This is episode 139. Feeling 39. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. Uh, I like how chill this is because you know if you said 139 and Makula was here, shit would get crazy. It oh, would go nuts! <laughs> Um, yeah, first of all, let me, uh, thank you listeners out there in podcast land for, uh, coming out to last Sunday's show. That was, uh, quite fun. Uh, mm-hmm. thank, uh, thanks again to Nick Cardiff, uh, wherever you are for, uh, writing the show. Uh, it's always cool to have a, a guest writer in there, mm-hmm. uh, shaking things up. Shake it up. And, uh, yeah, without any further ado, let's start off at the far end of the room and sound off. Hi, guys. It's LP. It's Castelvi. It's b It's Cloud. It's Tins. It's Mark. It's Key. Yeah. Mm. And, um... Oh, no. What, 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 oh, no. What, what, what is? Oh, boy, you guys. What is? What is? Guys, I, uh... I forgot the mailbox. Oh, no. Mailbox? Box. I hope that Gustavi or LP isn't eating it over there. Uh-oh. <laughs> Any of those things could Uh-oh. actually be the mailbox. I know Uh-oh. listeners could be confused by all that loud crinkling. <laughs> nope, no. Uh, you know what actually, Tins? I, I stumbled in the darkness over the mailbox, oh. and I, gra- I grudged, actually. Oh. So we're good. Well, uh, let's let let's me read. open it up. And this we'll week's see. letter... It's like one, but it's Uh, a letter. (laughs) This week's uh, letter comes to us from one Bill Shea Spear. Bill Shea. Bill Shea, huh? Bill Shea. And uh, Bill Shea Shea writes... It's weird. uh, (laughs) Bill for short. Forsooth, fairest Octavarius, in your travels hast ye encountered zombies. Methinks they are one of the fiercest and most terrifying of all of the phantoms. Mm-hmm. Have ye thought of them, mayhaps in thine dreams? And also, how do they speak? Huh, you know, that's, that is very strange uh, that he should mention that topic. And, and that he's got such a, a peculiar name. Um, because this Sunday's show is actually uh, our Walking Dead Shakespeare show, That's right. uh, written by Matt Castelvi. Hey-oh. Uh, wow, we, ju- we actually just finished rehearsing for That's it. That's right, we it's did. It's so weird. That's really weird. I don't weird. get it. It's really weird. It's too weird. It's too weird, Mark. <laughs> I mean, I take it up with the mailbox. You know what else is weird? <laughs> zombies. You know what? Zombies are weird. Do you guys know, like, the origin of Zombies. Yeah, uh, comes out of like voodoo first, culture. When the first dead person came alive and started attacking the live people, <laughs> trying to eat their brains. 
Everything stems from reality. I, know. I feel like there have yeah, been there have been risen dead people in many uh, mythologies, religions. Yeah, mm-hmm. and religions. Because I, mean, I know like vampires goes back to Dracula, which was like goes back to an actual dude and like has all these origins and all stuff. The zombies, like I only think of recent films. Like I don't know how far it goes back. Um, it's, uh, Night of the Living Dead, probably. <laughs> no, well, that's in film. Uh, as far mm-hmm. back as I know, it, it dates back to Haitian folklore, uh, mm-hmm. where where it was believed that uh, that. Well, I think they still be, do. They, they claim that yes. that still happens, in which it confuses me. Well, people were quite concerned about that that one man that ate the other man's face yeah. off. Oh, yeah, the bath salts or whatever. It wasn't bath salts. Yeah, it ended up not being bath salts. Yeah, yeah. Really no, no. Guy. Okay, well, it was weed. Here, this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm was. sure that's what it was. The only thing they found was weed. However, they didn't say if that man was crazy or not. Yeah, weed. I, probably a cannibal crazy man. Not yeah. even once. My favorite story <laughs> is um, is it has to do with voodoo, and uh, it was a man who was. They, he was pronounced dead, and this was somewhere in, I think it's West Africa or something, um, pronounced dead, buried, and then eight years later was found as like a servant of his some rival farmer. Was his name Elvis? No. <laughs> I mean, like, no, but oh, it was the rival farmer used like... Voodoo. Necromancy to something like Here, that. Here's what I uh, am reading on Wikipedia, and it's enforcing what I, I believed to be uh, true. Uh, again, dating back to uh, to Haitian culture, they uh, you would you would go see like uh, you could get powders by like a, like an actual witch doctor. Uh, there's two powders, I guess. Uh, one is a uh, they call it a powder strike. Um, one of the things that they use is something called tetrodotoxin. It's a powerful and frequently fatal neurotoxin. Um, so, and the second one uh, works with it, I guess. Together, these powders are said to induce a death-like state in which the will of the victim would be entirely subjected to that of the uh, the bokor or the witch doctor. Mm, wow. um, and I guess the it, uh, these people actually go into like into a uh, sort of a coma, a death-like <coughs> trance. They awake and they believe themselves to have died. Um, and I guess they. They're very, they're very susceptible to uh, commands and being kind of told what to do. Uh, they, they, uh, let me see. Are you hypnotized, They, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily uh, hypnosis, but it's like it's a state of suspended animation followed by reawakening, typically after being buried. So it's more like a psychosis, like this fucks them up mentally. Wow. Uh, the psychosis induced by the drug and psychological trauma was hypothesized to reinforce culturally learned beliefs and to cause the individual to reconstruct their identity as <coughs> that of a zombie, since they quote-unquote knew they were dead and had no other role to play in the Haitian society. So they thought from their own folklore, I think I just became a zombie, and they have no they know nothing else than to play the role of a zombie because they think that's what they are that's wow. what they should do see I, and I think that's the, is actually kind of an important distinction which is that a lot of cultures have de- you know raising the dead type mythology mm-hmm. but I think I feel like the key with a zombie is that it it's contagious in some way yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah it's uh, in popular culture uh, also on Wikipedia 
It says it is as early as ni- a 1929 novel called The Magic Island uh, wrote about uh, a zombie, spelled Z-O-M-B-I. Uh, and then another was then again in 1932 uh, in a film called White Zombie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is even before Night of the Living Dead. It's Bella Lugosi movie. It is a Bella Lugosi movie. Yeah. That's right. And the name of a sweet metal band. Right. But again, and again, it says that that Magic Island book. Uh, it looks like it had those same voodoo zombie themes. So it's so it's very interesting that that like. Yeah. Perhaps one uh, oh. culture's uh, uh, idea, part of their their uh, folklore slash their religion slash whatever, grows into this incredible pop culture uh, horror genre phenomenon that's spanned uh, books, film, TV, uh, parties. <laughs> uh, it's it's very interesting. It's terrifying, really. So yeah, I mean the the thing like when you. When I think about zombies, what, what's made it more realistic to me is just people uh, making films that are more and more realistic as time goes on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you get into things like uh, like Walking Dead and uh, even Zombieland, just the, the way that a virus can spread that that's similar to mad cow disease but then it happens in humans. Yeah. So it's not it's not far out of the realm of our uh what we can conceive as yeah, real. I mean they have we have disorienting and like, you know, uh somewhat brain like melting uh diseases. Yeah. And, and that you completely become a different person. Like even Alzheimer's, you you forget who you are, you forget everything. And, and if you, an you, entire society is infected. Yeah, I mean and, and uh you know, who's to say if some virus couldn't come along that is in some way similar? And I think that's the biggest fear of it is that it's not completely out of the question in our beliefs of and understandings of what viruses and sicknesses can do to a population. Mm-hmm. Like a plague has happened. Plagues happen and they yeah. wipe out and they kill tons and tons of people. So who's to say that a virus that <coughs> controls your mental capacities couldn't do the same thing? Yeah, it's make well. you go nuts. And so, what's even terrible is that they eat you to death. Yeah. Yeah. They're eaten alive by humans. And their teeth aren't really that sharp, and neither uh-huh. are their nails, so, so gonna, it doesn't happen so quickly. Gross. No, it's going to happen bluntly and often. And, and, and generally, uh, I guess it's not, yeah. it's not universal in, in zombie uh, mythos, but uh, generally speaking, it's just one little bite or one scratch. Like if they get any of their own fluid into your bloodstream, then you're toast. You're, oh. you're done. You're, you're infected. You're yeah. as good as dead. Ooh. That's my biggest problem with like zombie movies and, and like killing of zombies uh-huh. is that, you know, you know the, the suspension of disbelief is one thing, but why would you kill a zombie bluntly with your mouth open? Because if you're if they're yeah. blood and, and, and they get blood all over the everywhere. skin, and at the same time things go through your skin and your yeah. pores. Yeah. So if you get blood on you, and it's that good of a like a, a thing that can get mm-hmm. in you, it will get in you. This is yeah, oh. or in your fingernails for sure. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I I much prefer Shakespeare. It's uh, <laughs> it's a thing. If I, and, to, if I had to choose, I would take Shakespeare. And, and, I'd say they both uh, have a. Pretty distinct uh, thing on your brain when you're dealing with it. And, and the thing, the thing about Shakespeare that, that uh, I dig is that uh, if you do it well, it teaches you how to make every single sentence that you say make sense. Like you learn how to speak. 
Yeah, I, I learned so much about grammar and English from dealing with Shakespeare. And he and <sighs> even though the man never wrote with uh grammar or English, mm-hmm. uh I learned that grammar kind of is uh like the the secret hints that someone gives to you mm-hmm. as to what their sentence means. You know, uh, I, I like to, and this maybe is tangential to what you're talking about, but I like yeah. to think about uh, what our weekly show, as Dr. Various is, being so similar to, in a way, to um, uh, back in Shakespearean times, or any of those uh, times of early theater, uh, a crew would like sort of wheel into town on a stage on, a, on wheels, and they'd put up a show, and they would often like have it be something uh, that's a general outline of a story, and they'd pepper in things about that specific town to make mm-hmm. it more relevant, and people would come and watch it. But even just Shakespeare's works, they're all basically, we know the structure, we know some of the lines to get there, mm-hmm. and we know the general scope of what has to happen, but someone else just wrote it all down after the fact, and after yeah. it had been performed numerous times and compiled into dialogue. And our shows are, like, they're very loose. We go in, and we do a different one all the time, and they were doing different ones all the time. Um, so I'm not saying that we're Shakespeare or anything, but I'm saying what we do is similar to that of early theater in that we create a show as a company, and we just create tons and tons and tons of different works, mm-hmm. yeah. and we rarely perform the same work again. Oh, this the way we're doing our show, the way we have been running our show, has satisfied my art boner thoroughly. <laughs> I'm, I feel like consistently challenged as an artist to go from Monday to Sunday uh, to, you know, we go read through Monday and you see the script essentially for the first time. Although, you know, we hope that somebody shares it on Google Docs or something. Uh, Don't tell them how we do it. Don't <laughs> our trade secrets. secrets. We're the I was only so Google excited. Docs. Yeah, I'm so sure we're the only people that like use that. Google Docs. No, I was so excited here, like, green screen adventure and, like, legit shows on TV. Uh, use Google Docs to mm-hmm. share the documents. I was like, was yes, that, what was that TV It's free. Uh, Green Screen Adventure. Adventure it's mm-hmm. on WCIU, the U. <laughs> Channel 26, the U? Is I that made in so. Chicago or Milwaukee? It's made uh, here. Chicago, yeah. But it's like a real show. They like when Emmys and shit, and they share everything on Google Docs. Our downstairs yes. neighbor oh, yeah, Zach is. Our, our downstairs <laughs> neighbor Zach is in it. But yeah, I love what we do. He's I think, in the show, Green Screen Adventures. Um, yeah, he's great. What we do is also a lot like Comedia Dollarte in that there's like a structure and people know what needs to happen and they know their character for that week, but that's like then we just play and it's all very like raw, which I like. It's not too rehearsed. One thing I always thought was cool about Shakespeare, he lived he actually lived at a time before grammar uh, was codified. Like or heavily codified I should say. And the only real requirement was that the people listening to you understood what your sentences meant in context. Uh, and so, you know, he was sort of a pioneer of making new ways of writing sentences and actually new, new words. He would just smash words together out of parts of words as long as he had a really good feeling that you could figure out what he meant based on the words around it or based on the parts of words that you knew. Yeah. Then he he was sort of uh, one of the originators of contractions and stuff, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of. Do you, would you? All right, I'm I'm going a little bit out there, and maybe uh-huh. I'm too out there, and yeah, you guys yeah. can reel me in. Yeah. All right, pitch it out. I'm gonna go ahead and get that fishing pole. Out. Would you Would you argue that, or that that current, uh, like let's say, 
in the in the 90s and early 2000s it was hip hop artists that were changing the language mm-hmm. but now i feel like not only is it like hip hop artists it's the internet yeah. is changing the way our language works. I would totally go with you on that. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever thought about well, it really I, that way before. Especially but. lately, just technology as a whole in the last two decades. I think it's vastly accelerating it's, how it's just, how yeah, quickly it changed, lang- yeah. language changes. I say BRB all the time, I just realized. And, and, so, and, I, and I, under, I understand people saying like, oh, this is awful, you know, the language is deteriorating, which I think is bullshit. I don't think that language deteriorates. I think it evolves. evolves to fit what the time is. I, I yeah. think there are language fads, but, you know, YOLO, YOLO will come and go, and, and other, uh, other better, more, uh, more exciting, enticing language will stick around for the long well, But LOL is forever. Yeah. LOL, LOL is, is forever. LOL better be forever. I'm not getting into Which is, you know, it's sort of fun, man. like, to think that you know, I'm, well, this is the same way any word gets created is somebody will shorten a different word over time due to popular use and a hundred years later that's the only recollection of the word that it began as mm-hmm. so at some point lol will become like in a narrative like this just means to laugh and he lolled and lolled and lolled he laughed and laughed and laughed if someone burbed it's like they'll return shortly mm-hmm. yeah I mean Who knows? I don't know if they'll burb or not <laughs> That's pretty unattractive <laughs> to say. Burb. Burb guess. Oh, uh, he'll, he'll burb. Don't worry about it. He'll burb. Did I, ever, did I ever tell you guys about this? I, th- I was reading the other day that it was just an article about the Chinese version of Twitter because China sets up the... They have the great Chinese firewall, so they just make... Their, <laughs> is that is that what it's commonly it. referred yeah. to? That's hilarious. It's literally just a firewall. For China. The, the Great Firewall of China is actually what they call it. Wow. Are we, um, is there, we still is, banned in China, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Is there farewell like it's their farewell, but it's hunted by Chinese people who are killing them? <laughs> is the firewall of China constantly uh, uh, under attack from uh, Mongolian trolls? <laughs> but uh, well, so what, what's there. crazy? So what they do is as soon as a new service like say Twitter like when Twitter came out uh, the people who ran the who are kind of like in charge of it were like oh this is cool let's ban it and make our own Boo. and that's just what happens every time so they have like uh, Weikal is something like that I, I mean I, I can't pronounce it properly in Chinese but uh, Weibo is what it's called oh, and it's um, and it's just Chinese Twitter it's all the same restrictions except that in in Chinese you're uh, you're often typing kanji characters, which can stand for an entire word. So depending on how you structure your sentence, you could actually have 140 words versus 140 characters, Whoa. which is a very different amount of space. That's so crazy. So that that would change the entire way that they communicate to each other. So that like them microblogging yeah. conveys a ton of information, wow. and they'll have like pretty significant news reports. And stuff that can all be communicated through this small medium. That is, I feel like that will really affect, eventually, how we communicate. Fun fact, Mark: Weibo is the Chinese word for microblog. Yeah, they're not very creative about it. <laughs> so their <laughs> microblogging they, site is just called microblog. They do it in days. It's like, oh, Twitter's out. I read that in the New York Times because I can get around the Great Firewall and read that. Great, block it, let's make our own. Or actually, it's like, block it, call your friend in the private sector and have him give us kickback money to make his own. Wow. It's nuts. Oh, that's so wild. 
Man, what a downer. Mm-hmm. Shakespeare wrote a lot of downers. He did. <laughs> he did. They no, were called tragedy. Outbreak would be a downer. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I was having this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, dude. I was having this conversation earlier about, um, you know, zombie survival. Yeah. And this is something yeah. fun to talk about. I talk about it with Castelvi constantly. Yeah. Uh-huh. And when I was younger, I used to have like an actual plan. This is cool. This kit? is good. Like what? A kit? Do you have a kit? A kit? Um, no, that's the thing. I always like joked about having a plan, but I. Guess I don't have a kit. What was your plan? I almost got Tiny a, a kit for Christmas. I remember that. Yeah. My plan was, because uh, I read that Zombie Survival Guide book, the yeah, yeah. Max Brooks one, and uh-huh. he wrote a second one called Z-Day. Or World War Z. World War Z. <laughs> Z-Day. Great fucking book. Yeah, uh, yeah it's alright. So, it's, it's a really good book. <laughs> uh, <laughs> unless, you're, unless you're not into reading that much. I like I mean, it, it okay. Fun. I like the Survival Guide better. Anyway. Survival Guide is, is a better book, I think. So... My plan was always to go to a school or something, burn all the stairs and, and whatever, do all this stuff. So I had this like fake plan in my head that I was like, well, if zombies ever come, whatever. You and I was ready. Like, I know. Plan. Well, yeah, whatever. A so, quick quick uh, uh, interjection, LP. How long does it take to burn a set of stairs? Yeah, what about a school stairs? They're all concrete where I went. I don't know any wooden stairs at a school. Um. Well, that's just one of those things. That... <laughs> did you li- Did you go to school <laughs> in uh, a Pennsylvania schoolhouse in the 1700s? <laughs> it would have to be a two-room schoolhouse. <laughs> where one of the rooms was on the second floor. <laughs> the whole school room is just going to catch a fire because the whole thing will be would anyway sorry so um when i do or do not burn the uh staircase i feel like that's um, a pretty integral part of this plan well you can you can also blockade it you can block okay. it off right. but if you blockade like they can't jump 10 feet but they could probably bust through your blockade if there's enough they could fucking try <laughs> it's gonna be a really hot blockade yeah well, well they'll, they'll be dead. It's gonna be near burning all the time. My my thing is now, and I had the conversation now of like, would would I survive a zombie apocalypse? And uh, my friend Jason brought me in the conversation because he knows I used to like to talk about it. And now that I have kids, like, there's just no way. Oh yeah, you know, you'd be dead. I'm dead. I'm dead in a second. What can you do? There's nothing to do. Which is so hard because, like, when you think about it, there, like, there's something in humans that's like, it's you have you have to protect them. Even though, in theory, like, if, say, you and Cassie picked one of you to survive or something, like, in theory, you might be able to get one life between the four of you. Yeah. Neither of you would ever make that choice. Right. And that's what's so crazy about humans is that there's times where we know the, like, the sort of, like, rational thing to do, but we're like, fuck it. We're staying with the kids. That's why we're not Vulcans. And babies can't survive on their own if you're, like... Let's just let the babies live. Like, who's gonna feed them? Who's gonna feed well, these babies? No, no, no. I didn't. I'm I didn't say one head, of the damn I'm not saying one of the babies would make it. Like, I, I, LP is 100 percent right. Like, they're they're too much of a liability they for that situation. But what I'm saying is, zombie babies. What are zombie babies like? Zombies awful. Zombie they babies. They can't, no one can pick the them up babies. to feed them. But they just make horrible zombies. noises as zombies? Yeah, it would just be terrifying to watch. Is it would that suck me? if oh, you didn't notice amazing. and you went to breastfeed one, and that's how you became a zombie. Oh, that'd be the worst surprise, zombie. Um, dude, I mean, no, not to be spoilerish, but in the new Walking Dead, they bring up the conversation of, like, well, this was in the last episode, uh, yeah. Lori, who is pregnant, brings up the conversation that if, what if her baby... Becomes a zombie inside of her before she's given birth to her. Oh no! Will she Whoa. become a zombie then? Well, she would be probably. Eat she's got to be. How is she yes. not a zombie? But the baby, baby wouldn't have any teeth. 
but it'd be baby fat. Baby nails, though. You're sharing baby blood. Yeah, You're they, sharing blood. I, I hate all of this. All the time. <laughs> but how, it, how would the baby become a zombie well, this, but not Lord? This is the idea. It, we're all infected. Yes, in the, uh, in the Walking Dead, co- both spoiler. the comics and the TV show. Kind of. Oh, spoiler, I guess. Who cares? It's do not. People who haven't seen it probably do. Everybody in the world. Oh, they should. They don't have. Dish. They have only dish. It's on, it's available on dish again. Didn't you hear? The war is over. It's over. Uh, Everybody can go outside now. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the in the what walking place? in the Walking Dead averse, everybody in the world is already infected. So something happened, oh. and everybody's got this virus inside of them. Um, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's just when you die, you're going to be reanimated as long as you have a brain intact. So theoretically, Lori's baby is living inside of her oh. belly. If that baby dies gotcha. uh, before before she gives birth to it, even it's mm-hmm. it will almost certainly become reanimated. Wait, wait. So if the baby is a fetus, yeah, fetus dies, zombie fetus. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that the, shit is fucking I guess so. Well, how, what about is it like Balls. zombie dividing cells? I oh, guess oh, I, I think oh. this really Ooh. would would finally Ooh. answer the question of when does life really begin? <laughs> <laughs> when when how early can it become a zombie? <laughs> I think that's the answer. <laughs> can there be like zombie lizards or zombie animals? Oh, uh, no, in this in this universe at least, and that's common in most zombie lore. Is it only gets passed through uh, the human species? And, and isn't that the way life is? Once, it once everybody is a fucking zombie, then finally we know when Dude, life begins. The dog's gonna that's take over when the we dog's find out. Thrive off the rancid meat. That's oh. just everywhere. Alive. Oh God! So just become a dog verse? Yeah. <laughs> Dogs and beasts. Man, wouldn't that be crazy if if, if the, the zombie apocalypse happened, right? Yeah. So then dogs take over. And bears and lions. I think I think I don't know. That was what Keith said. Very, so I, just was like, yeah. I just picked a thing. I think even in Dogs that you, even in the zombie universe, though, most uh, most lore has it that that most animals will stay totally away from both zombies and uh, uh, zombie flesh. Because there, there's they, there's something about it they know it's not good for them. It's gonna harm them, and they just stay away from it. And it's well, rotten but meat. What I guess they don't always eat rotten meat. Animal. That is, there a zombie animal? I don't think so. I, I think, think they just get dies. Yeah, it's, just, it's typically it's kind of like how humans. we don't share the same diseases. Although same one of the, uh, I think probably the first zombie game I ever played. No, second first zombie game I ever played with zombies ate my neighbors. Yeah. Uh, second one I probably game. ever played was Resident Evil on the original PlayStation, mm-hmm. and that was the first time I had seen zombie dogs because it, it was one of the most terrifying moments of video game play ever, and I think still what? is. You're you're clearing out this mansion. You've encountered maybe one or two zombies in this game. You haven't even gotten to the root of what's going on, why there are zombies, what's happening. You walk into this long corridor with, and it's dark outside, and, and you can see through the the uh, windows because the curtains are open. And you're just walking, minding your own business, and boom, like like three zombie dogs crash through the windows and start trying to eat you. That was so scary. Every goddamn time. Oh, it's awful. Reminds me of the dog in the mask. When he gets a hold of the mask, he just goes nuts. Terrifying scene. (laughs) 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 Fucking, alright, it's the mask, right? Yeah. And fucking, so Jim Carrey is the mask. He's he's a 
comic character, and he's causing mischief. That's yeah. what the movie's and then, about. And then the dog, right? The dog gets the mask, and he causes mischief. It's he's, so scary. He's, he's it's terrifying. crazy, man. He got some teeth. And he got those teeth. What's your guy's favorite like zombie piece of fiction? You know, be it comic book, novel, movie. I like Shaun of the Dead. Shaun so of far, the Dead. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead is great. Shaun of the Dead is better than Zombieland, but I like Zombieland a lot. But I watch because Zombieland. It's so fun. It's yeah. a film. Yeah. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead is pretty endlessly watchable for me. It's it's quite good. I um, love how they kill Bill Murray in Zombieland. It's like one of the greatest <laughs> things. Really I don't know, the Walking Dead comics are just really fun. Yeah. Especially now that they have over 100 issues out. Oh, it's just man. so fun because the, this core group of survivors just keeps having to do more, like go to different <laughs> places, keep running, and keep just trying to survive. Oh. And the group keeps changing because people get eaten off and killed off and, and new people join the group. and. Ooh. It's it's just a it's it's so it's a depressing universe because it's just always running from one threat to the next, be it zombie and human. Because in a zombie universe, humanity itself is a threat too. Um. So, out of us, who do you think is going to be the first zombie? And then we're just going to have to live our lives, being like, oh man, you remember when back? Uh, well, back when uh, before what was before Gustavi was a zombie? Uh, when we were playing baseball that day. <laughs> Oh, man. I'd love to be I the would, one because then I you're like. I would say I would likely be the most likely person. Yeah. Because I I, I work in the loop. I interact with probably more people than you guys would yeah. in a day. Me too. Yeah. I feel I feel like it would likely be me because I I would deal with the most people. I don't know. I'm not like very strong though. If like, you tried to fight me, I don't think I'm much... really fast, but I'm not. I couldn't be able. Like fight them because we're in a very populated area. Well, I guess, yeah, do now, you think the outbreak would happen in the loop? Now, do you if, think if it would be on the north side, well, if the outbreak starts in Desplaines, then I'm fucked. I'm well, the I, first to go. I travel the most. Of the most well, you, but you have a car. Cultures. I don't know. Like it's, I'm, I'm the most dangerous because I'm jumping around the country, oh, picking up all sorts of diseases. Oh, that's true. That's I could true. jump into a, an outbreak and then I'm just gone. Oh, we could all just be infected. Yeah. We are the what if it takes dead. like 10 years to actually know you're infected, so we're all infected, but we won't know for 10 years? I mean, the thing is, is whenever one of you guys mm-hmm. is sick, I just fucking know it's going to happen to me. Yeah. Yeah. So like, once you guys, like, one really of you guys get I've been pretty good, because you all got sick with like a cold. I didn't get anything either. I didn't get anything. I, I mean, fucking, it's probably going to happen this Worst week. Worst cold I had now in that five I said years. It. Oh, I mean, that, that's what was, I mean, that, that was so rough, like, lit... I mean, living living in an apartment with four dudes that are like, you know, we we, it's not like we're dirty people. We're not. Uh, we don't go out of our way to uh, to spread germs and spread disease. But like, if Mark was sick, I would know. Like, shit, I'm gonna be sick in like six days. Mm-hmm. And weird. then Bwo would be sick, and then Keith would probably be sick, unless he's out of town and totally avoids it. Yeah, yeah. I skipped some things, but. Others. I mean, I guess the good thing is, is that I knew that my immunity system will uh, would have uh, been building up, and then also uh, I could time out my sicknesses around you. But timing out my zombiness around you would be really difficult, and I would just feel awful. I don't know. Why you had to go get a zombie? Um, where would you guys want to be if there was a zombie outbreak? Like, not in any populated area. 
Probably on an island. Mm. That'd be good. Well, cast away. Somewhere I could fish. <laughs> I, I can like fish. Costco. I know how to fish. You can live in a Costco. Yeah, you know who's going to storm the Costco? <laughs> Everyone in Chicago. <laughs> Everyone knows that Costco, like all the food in the world, is at Costco, <laughs> and it's super cheap. Because <laughs> oh, that's what you care about. Or Sam's Club. I want to have a helicopter. Ooh, I like your thinking. Oh, but just go to the helicopter Jack, store and Jack. get yourself a helicopter. Well, Can't do that, Dan. I think that that'd be the no best thing you could have. You better start taking lessons, dude. And you How better start saving, saving, up, <laughs> saving up for fuel right now, man. Dude, people do it all the time. It's it's a bunch of but it's a sequence of buttons and applied pressure to a stick and fuel. Mm. Don't forget fuel. Oh, I think you're oversimplifying. Fuel. Helicopters use a lot of fuel, and Whatever. it's not gas station fuel. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, I'll go to the helicopter store and ask them where the helicopter gas station is. They can, you can't. They're all zombies now. What? Every well, one of them. That's where it started. They, started. <laughs> they don't have any need for helicopter fuel. They don't have helicopters oh. like me. They're not coming from the helicopter store. Shit, I'm being chased by I mean, a helicopter full of zombies. Any, <laughs> any self-respecting helicopter pilot probably has like the autopilot program for a zombie-safe island. Yeah, man. Probably. I don't, I don't think that's how that works. I bet. I don't, I don't think. I bet that's all the works. helicopter pilots all have a plan to all come to the same place. The same island. Lives racing helicopters. You think? You think the? Uh, you think it's the, the helicopter? It's always jousting. a helipad, isn't it? It's always want, a helipad. I want to see the world that exists after the apocalypse is over, and our entire species is repopulated by helicopter pilots. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you imagine if like our whole life was centered around helicopters? Everything was they helicopters? Would, they would have to be, because those, those helicopter pilots would have kids, and those kids would surely learn how to fly helicopters. They'd probably all learn how to reverse engineer them. They'd learn how to build helicopters in to. time. Guys, That's all they got. What if we can make floating buildings? <laughs> Why don't right. we just live on a mountain? <laughs> <laughs> what is a mountain but not the floating buildings of the earth? We all live on floating things because it's too cold up. <laughs> I knew it was going to be good, Todd, because you had a little flutter at the end. Like what miles, if we all lived in? Like miles above the earth. Just floating. The, miles? How many miles? How many miles do you think there are of oxygen? I, I like breathing, Cloud. Oh, okay. A couple miles? Air, air gets thin oh. in Denver, Cloud. People faint in Denver. I'm picturing like a skyscraper with like helicopter blades. Like, full, like a whole bunch of them. You need air for helicopter blades. <laughs> helicopter blades push off of air. That's why helicopters can't go to space. Yeah, they need to breathe too. That's why. <laughs> Dude, but look, if we did it, how much space we'd have, man. I know, and there'll be helicopters. We could have so much fun. Building the building. Well, then what about, the, what about, I, I thought the Jetsons model uh, was pretty good. The Jetsons were on those towers. Oh, you hear about Frank? Uh, Frank died on the way to work. Yeah, I got caught in just a normal storm, and that was pretty awful in a helicopter. <laughs> so he died. So. It's the overpopulation. He's not coming into the what? storm. Was that, so we should kill everybody. Is that what you're saying? What? You said the cure for overpopulation? No. No, I, I think said, she's saying the cure okay, for overpopulation is Jetson-style community. Yeah, the, okay, solutions. Remember. The solution oh, is to create another layer of floating buildings on top of our buildings. Wait, why? Oh. Wait, if they're floating buildings, 
talking about? If they're okay. floating buildings, why do they need uh, to be on top of ours? Why can't they just go <laughs> in the ocean? So we have some more space. Power. Okay, all right. So oh, okay. I'm going to... skyline for no reason. Storms are going to ruin these. I'm going to change this up just a little no. bit. No! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go here because right, so we're right, instead of living on towers. Okay. Right, all right. So let's let's uh, go to a different scenario. What if uh, the only, there was no cure for zombie apocalypse, and for somehow the government had a way to move you to a different planet? Whoa. Would you go and move and live on a different planet? You would now. You can't do anything except help build. For a future generation, dude. Yeah, that's cool. uh, this sounds like work, Elfie. Yeah, it's a ton of work. It's like you'll probably die. You I mean, you have to probably. I mean, you're you gonna have, die. You're definitely gonna die. You have to start a new like place. But yeah. but really, what you're gonna do because the closest <laughs> planet is like 150 let's say, years, let's say it's Mars, like years away. Mars. We can't. Oh, we're just gonna go to Mars. Yeah. I don't know if we can do that. Well, we can terraform. <laughs> let's say it's we so can. Negative. Let's say we can terraform we can Mars it, by. We can just live wherever we choose. We, we can terraform <laughs> Mars by next Wednesday. Let's there say. You go. <laughs> and I just gotta Happy. go to Mars and like work in a labor camp and like. Yeah. Well, yeah, because we have to build well, uh, all the McDonald's and shit that we'll need. Man. I'm an entertainer. That's what I do. Maybe you can Look, become a builder. I, why? I hope you can no, entertain. Bwo! I hope you it's can entertain the idea of bricklaying. <laughs> <laughs> One of my life goals we'll is to like build a house. Entertain part. <laughs> Dude, I, I I could bring so much to Mars just with my entertainment value. I I have played Shakespeare roles. You I be, I was Silvius in As You Like It. You could be the entertainer. Of Mars. <laughs> Man, you're gonna but light up the hearts of all those dying miners. <laughs> you, know, you know what's great about Mars? I didn't know you guys, all you guys played somebody in Shakespeare once. Yeah, yeah I did a Shakespeare show. Because you, you made, the biggest lesbian of all. Yeah, you made, the, you made this show. Who would oh, this you one. most want to play? In Shakespeare? Why do you, you like it? Bethany why do I like Shakespeare? Yeah, first, why do you like you it? You like it a lot, right? I do so like yeah, Shakespeare. Yeah. I, like I do like it. I, I, I respect it, is, is, one, is one thing. And I, I, I don't have to like it. I grab to it. <laughs> I, I, I grapple to it uh, or well, I feel, rather than regular. Because it does you have do, like a music. A it's a music uh, to it. And it's just easier to memorize uh, yeah. for for me. I don't. I really can't explain it. To be honest with you, it is sort of but, like memorizing a song. It's yeah, very melodic, yeah, and the punctuation is almost like reminds me of rests and like notation and music. Yeah, and then you get to and it's it's amazing <laughs> stories and like yeah. these are the words that have been said for hundreds of years or it's a translation of, of them for for yeah. at least. And it's uh, it still holds yeah. up for the most part. Yeah, I I was uh, I was Macbeth in, in high school, so I learned a lot about it. No big deal. But uh, I mean, no I haven't deal. done anything in a while, so it's, it's I always get the itch, you know. I was snug the joiner in high school, in Midsummer yeah. Night's Dream. The joiner, snug the joiner. He's one of the mechanics. In Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, okay, I gotcha. You I know gotcha. the robots. <laughs> <laughs> that was. That's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite scenes, dude. Uh, okay, <laughs> old timey robots are just the funniest thing ever. Like <laughs> depictions of robots from like forever ago. They're uh-huh. great. Uh, but even I stumbled across like a. Uh, I was at a college once, and I was staying in their building, and I was up late, and I found their yearbooks, and they had yearbooks from like 
1906. Whoa. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. That's so good. And I looked at it, and it was themed pretty similar to how we have them now, but with far fewer humans in them. But the theme was just robots. And they were just like stick figure, like robotic drawings, doing things like doing all the high school activities in between the pages. That's they awesome. were like hand drawn in 1906, uh, and then they like wow, were printed, yeah. yeah. Wow. And uh, but they were just cool robots. So I just wild. thought that was so funny to see someone <laughs> look back and see someone from over a hundred years ago was drawing cool looking robots. Like the same way. Like the <laughs> same way. That's wow. so cool. It is. Incredible. Did you, a, did you take a picture of it? No, it was uh, before I had a phone that could do anything worthwhile. It was remember that? How did we live? Yeah, it was awful. <sighs> before I had any iPhone, or anything like that. Remember flip phones? Ugh. Ugh. The pictures. Ew. Ugh. I like you. flip phones because <laughs> I couldn't pocket dial. With I still them. have one in my my room. Like my flip phones. phones. My mom. My mom still has a razor. She won't get a new phone because, <laughs> because she thinks the razor is the best phone ever made. Like, I asked her. Like, if that's one, when phone design peaked. I asked her. That's li- I'm like, mom, why don't you get an iPhone? And she's like, because they already made the best phone. It's right so, here. Okay. It's the razor. It's a she, pink razor. Has she gotten a new one? No. No. It's the same razor. <laughs> I think it's the same razor. She just takes really Dude, good care it's of it. Awesome she that takes still, really well. It's in her purse. Great. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> I don't get it. I, I, don't get, I can't send well. her shit. Just, she just, doesn't know any of the stuff I'm trying to send her. I started to send her pictures, and she's like, oh, I couldn't see it. Because <laughs> it's a razor. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, oh, my dad still has no useful phone. He doesn't text. He can't do anything like that. My dad, my dad never did, and then he like his his plan forced him to upgrade. And he would always make fun of me and my sisters for like texting, for using Facebook, for doing for having nicer phones. And then as soon as he upgraded, all he did was use Facebook and text on his phone. Yeah, your dad's great on social media. He also he also now texts me puns before all of our shows. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my god, I didn't know that. It's Last so- week's was our exchange before uh, Sunday show was uh, was like, sorry, we can't make it. Or wait, oh, we won't be at the show tonight. Sorry, we won't be sawing it. Which wow. is like barely a problem. Oh my god. <laughs> and my response was like, "You're lost, man. This show's got teeth." My dad has a sweet phone that work pays for, but he like won't turn on sometimes. So remember, I, like I was down driving back from ICU and like I got a flat tire. I was like on the side of the road. I was like, please pick up your phone. And he off. did not. It's Wednesday, Lisa. I don't turn my phone on Wednesday. I don't know. I was like, this is an emergency. Dude, my phone ran out somewhere. of batteries, and I was like, fuck, and I was out and about, and I was just like, fuck. I couldn't, but now I was just like, why am I so pathetic without this phone? But dude, I'm still getting used to that. <laughs> I've, I've had my smartphone, my first smartphone for like a month, month and a half now, and I'm totally not used to the idea that if I don't plug it in every single night, yeah, then yeah, by yeah. It, somewhere yeah. during day two, I'm going to lose the ability to use a phone. Yeah, yes. I, I, I don't remember, like... Not having a phone anymore. Yeah, I don't it remember was like what high school. that's like. I had like, to borrow other people's phones well, in high school to like ask for rides and stuff. It's but even so when you were necessary younger, now. Yeah. Like now, I feel like uh, people expect you to be to answer them immediately. 
for things. Yeah. Dude, my like nine year old cousin has an iPhone, which is crazy. Right. Is that it's still so is that still a valid response in society? Like if if uh, someone were if you were trying to get something from someone or trying to co- uh, cooperate with someone, uh-huh. and someone says, "Oh, I can't do A, B, and C because I don't have a cell phone." That's unacceptable. Do you think that's that's like that's that's, that's like you're failing as a human? I, I think from some from for like any sort of professional at all. Like I think it's a big family. it's a big flag from anyone looking at that person being like, "What?" I think just the way you said it right now, I'm like, "Yeah, scumbag." <laughs> like, you know, Ew, scumbag doesn't have a phone. You can't Everyone. even get cricket. Like, no, even like low it's like a character. It's like something you'd phone. see in a but show. But what if it's not a a, 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 um, a sign of status, but a, a, like a sign of belief? Like I don't, oh, I don't believe in. Uh, like not that I don't believe. in would be like I don't believe in uh, hiring someone that I can't contact. There's Sorry. There's a lot yeah. of like artists, playwrights, uh, even celebrities that don't believe in social media that will write, you know, their prologues and stuff like, oh, Facebook and Twitter and all that is taking away from art and like life and they're like really against it you know i talked to a guy who did not have a cell phone because he he was like super rich and he was like i don't have a cell phone what i discovered later in the conversation is that he just has multiple assistants around him all the time with phone with like the same linked phone number so you know he just bought a human to hold the phone for him great yeah that's weird like uh I feel like it's just, uh, it, I don't know, like like you guys were saying, it's immediate red flags. Like, no, ma- no matter what industry you work in, I feel, whether you're, like, a business professional, like, if you're, uh, if you're, like, a clerk at Walgreens or something and you need to change shifts with somebody, you expect to be able to, to contact them on their cell phone and not, not have a home answering machine pick mm-hmm. it up. Well, it's, I think there's been a huge change, like, when, you know, when we were younger, you'd have to call a house hoping to reach a person. Now yeah. you can ju- now you know exactly how to reach that person wherever they are, and that's so much more convenient. That to I-, I could see like not wanting to be on something like social media, but not wanting to have a cell phone. It, to me, implies that you miss the point of being able to call somebody, which is that you want to reach the person. So having a cell phone is just an insanely more efficient way to do that. Yeah, you could but... have a cell phone and turn it off if you don't want it to be reached. Oh, I see. But it, you know, but to to not have one just makes me think you don't get it. You don't get how life is supposed to work right now. Yeah. Well, as, a, as a society, we've just become connected. Yeah. We've decided that we wanted to be able to reach all the people we want to talk to immediately in the best, coolest way possible. Well, and not only that, but all those people, or at least all the ones I've ever heard of, still have landline phones. So it's not, if they went no phone, I'd be like, okay, I get it. You're r- completely abstaining from that method of communication. Off the grid. But to be like, I have a landline phone, but a cell phone is too much. It's just like, you don't get how it's better, and the fact that you don't understand that makes me not respect you. I feel like even in this day and age, people that still have... I know people still have landline phones, but at this point, I'm like... Why? Because it's you want to keep it because it's funny or what? Why are you gonna keep a landline phone? You seen that? Have you seen those uh, those extension cords that they have at Urban Outfitters? They're for like a handlebar, 
phone that you can plug into your iPhone. Yeah. You know, so that you're talking on like a, yeah. one of those. They sell them on Groupon like all the time. So they must yeah. be selling real. I well. haven't seen anyone use them. I saw Lady Kravitz use it once. No, you didn't. <laughs> no. I swear to God. God, so pretentious. I know. <laughs> you know what? I read it I'm on, so in the future. I'm backward in the future. Died. On that same vein, I saw a, um, a, uh, a typewriter where the, you know, the bar that like ticks across and then resets. Yeah, sure. Was a place to slot your iPad. And God the, damn and the it! Typewriter Ugh. was a wireless keyboard for your iPad. Ugh. Oh, Jesus! I want to see you... people bringing that into like a Starbucks. It'll be an intelligentsia. <laughs> God, I don't want to meet the person that has that. <laughs> Oh man, you gotta lug that around. I so get you if gotta... you're if you're a person that is like, because I know there are people out that are there who have like fascinations with typewriters, and they're like Isn't primarily type duo. on typewriters. Doesn't Duo works at a typewriter? When he I works talk? at an antique store. Yeah. So he is qualified to. Uh, here, I posted the picture of Lenny Kravitz. You do? The... Yeah, there it is. Yeah. There's Lenny Kravitz talking <laughs> on, his, on his cell phone. Um, his cell phone. Totally he works at an antique like... store. Like that's. That's pretty cool, I think, of, of a cool hobby, is, like, getting into the past, like, typewriters and old-timey phones. Like oh, that. yeah, because, yeah, because, yeah, like, relics from the past are fascinating. It's, a, it's such a unique insight into our culture. They just use different things. They use different materials to get their results in, like, and yeah. their ways they exist. That's fucking, that's the way they had to do it. Like, did you guys ever know about a Selectrix, a Selectrix ball? Selectrix. It was like... I do not know that. It is. was like... At the time, it you know, so for a typewriter, originally, each key is, like, linked to a little lever with that um, letter on it. And it hits the paper. Um, and, you know... Yeah, certainly. You thought, like, those, those other ones. No. So a Selectric's ball was, like... At the time, they're like, dude, we fucking did it. We finished. <coughs> we made... We figured out how to make typewriters awesome. No more innovation. Selectric's ball. It was just one ball. Made by IBM, by the way. It was one you know, they ball. They were Nazis. With you know all they finance Nazis. Yeah, you know yeah. And like um, yeah, that that got bad for a while. <laughs> but a they true uh, story. It's a history fact. I just love they, it. They financed Nazis and ruined you. Jeopardy. Two well, things America can't. That's right, because they had that robot that can kill us all. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this electric ball is, is a ball that has every letter, number, and uh, different case of letter on it. Mm-hmm. So all there is is one thing, and when you hit the key, it spins the ball to the right point and then hits the paper. And that, I guess, improved typewriter efficiency like crazy. Weird. But it's weird to look back and think that at the time that was like a massive step forward, whereas now. Like, all of that is virtualized. Now you don't need a ball. Is that the final? Now you need a, a system of numbers and dashes and things to represent a ball. Yeah. In now, space that you represent with different numbers and dashes. I mean, now you don't even, you don't even need a, a, a TV to check the weather, you know? We're that far advanced. I know. You don't even need a TV. I've heard a lot about, about, about a lot of artists and stuff that refuse to check the weather in any other way but asking their friends. Well, you know what? It, that's good news for them. Good news for those pretentious assholes, Mark. Because we've got a friend uh, right here who is excellent at that sort of thing. And I think you know what time it is. It's time for Cloud, Cloud tells, tells the Weather. Tonight at midnight, expect a flurry of helicopters to fill the skies with mustiness. Tomorrow, tomorrow at 4 a.m., um, expect... Multiple people to be out on the streets. R O F L. All right. <laughs> and remember no, that okay. one. Okay. 
And it's 7 a.m. when all you folks are heading to work, probably, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> look up to the skies to see people building a new civilization up on Mars. You might need your telescope for that one. 8 o'clock, everything's cool. And this has been Cloud, Cloud tells, tells the Weather. Yeah, it's uh, 48 degrees <laughs> and 46 sunny on Saturday. Great. Oh, it's getting chillier. It's going to get chillier. Yeah, that's a Halloween. That's oh, Halloween man, weekend. that is going to be Halloween week. Oh, boy. Halloween. 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 On Friday. Yeah, yeah, because doing that. If anyone wants to come, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I'll be there. Oh, yeah. Facebook invite? That's yeah, what that is. You're not invited to it, though, Claire. I <laughs> you had an invitation. I couldn't open it on my phone. An invitation? <laughs> Send Lisa an invitation to my birthday party. Whatever. <laughs> Please don't come. I won't give you the spooky card. You know, folks, uh, we record this podcast uh, live and broadcast it on livestream.com. <laughs> Slash no. Octavarius live at 9:40 p.m. Central Standard Time every single Monday, uh, which means we're recording this live on uh, Monday, October 22nd. Uh, which means if you are catching it as we release it later uh, on iTunes and on Octavarius.com, and now newly on Stitcher, you're going to be hearing this probably for the first time on Friday, October 26th. Which means we have some very special birthdays to announce. Mm. Happy birthday to uh, retired Super Bowl winner and uh, current uh, football analyst Antonio Pierce. Mm. Happy birthday to wrestler CM Punk. Nice. Four stars. I got it. Happy birthday, Bob Hoskins. Nice. Mm, Fuck yeah. Uh, Bob Hoskins points. Happy birthday to Rita Wilson, who is most famous for playing Tom Hanks' wife in (laughs) real life. (laughs) <laughs> she she is a sassy lady. She was great in uh, Jingle All the Way. You know whose birthday it is? Hillary Clinton's birthday. Oh, HC Secretary of State. But I I hope she's not uh, overshadowed by the birthday of Seth MacFarlane. Oh, you're hosting the Golden Globes, right? Is that right? I think so. Yeah, I bet you do those voices there. <laughs> Happy birthday, Wait, Carrie Yules, uh, or Elways, or however you pronounce Elvis. it. Uh, Ellis. 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 Star of the Princess Bride Owls. and owner of the owner of the Claw. That bitch, <laughs> liar, liar. <My> claw. <laughs> I, w- I would also like to interject on uh, Seth MacFarlane's behalf. Okay. Although I agree with your derision of his voices, he's also the writer and director of the highest-grossing original comedy of all time. Is it Ted? Yeah. Recently of all passed. time? Holy what? shit. It passed The Hangover, uh, wow. like, last week to become... That movie was totally okay. It was yeah. hilarious. I, did, I, did, I saw fair, some yeah. of it. It was really good. To be fair, A, it, a I heard it was pretty okay, and B, to, in his defense, he did a pretty admirable job hosting SNL. Mm-hmm. I did not With see those that. voices. I see that uh, well, he did the voices yeah. almost immediately, yeah. but he got them all out during the monologue, and then only did them one other time. <laughs> you guys, this is all just a bunch of girl talk. Happy birthday, girl talk! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love girl talk. Wow. Greg Gillis, the uh, otherwise known as girl talk. Sorry. That's awesome. Yes. Happy birthday, American Bachelor. Oh, no, it's really Napoleon happy. Dynamite's birthday, but fuck it, whatever. John Hader. John Hader, dude, he was great in Blades of Glory, an underrated comedy. Yeah, I, I think it is exactly rated. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's fine, Tins. Agree to disagree. I gave it a standing ovation. I love I love Blades of Glory. I must have had a lot of I had a lot of gin. I think we had a great drunk on gin. I just had a lot of gin. You know, gosh, we're having a great time, aren't we? We're having too much fun, Tins. Too much fun. But Oh Mark. Oh Mark, how wrong you are. No Mark. Please. Mark! What? What? We, this podcast can't all be happy. That wouldn't make us responsible podcasters. No. Well, you know about life. There's rules. We gotta talk about, we gotta talk about death, too, unfortunately. Because, because why? As, as we know. It happens. Move on. As we know, Mark. What? Every time somebody is born. Don't say it. Somebody must die. Another oh, must die. die. That's the rule. That's the truce. The cops stay out. <laughs> and damn here. And so, unfortunately, uh, we must extend the goddamn hero cop. Our condolences <laughs> to the family, friends, and fans of. William Temple, Archbishop of Canterbury. Oh, wow. uh, to the remaining family and fans of Dottie Green, Dottie female Green. baseball player for the Peaches. Oh, family oh, famous by wow. uh, a league G-G-D- of their own. Yeah, yeah. Davis. Yeah, she, she died of cancer at seventy-one. Dude, I got nothing, man. I got nothing. Well, uh, to Harry Payne, Whitney, <coughs> wherever you are. You don't even know who you, he is, do you? Good, good business person. work, man. You American businessman. Ah, wow. Well, I I feel better uh, I knowing that we've done it. Oh man, fuck. I that's some all. Shit, dude. I can kill oh anybody. Well, there's but there's well, there's seven of us. Yeah, there oh. is that right? Are exactly seven of us, which means uh, we can go completely without a hitch in Octavarius's. <laughs> Seven words of wisdom. Sometimes flying is really dangerous if helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) This has been Octavarius's Seven Words of Wisdom. It's so true, though, too. It is dangerous if if helicopter. All right, everybody. Uh, that is just about going to do it for us. But uh, uh, again, thank thank you everybody for listening, uh, both live on livestream.com slash Octavarius this Monday night, and uh, thank you for everyone uh, continuing to download the podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Octavarius.com. Uh, thank you for everyone uh, who follows us on Facebook and on Twitter at Octavarius, and thanks to all of you who plan on coming to this Sunday's show, William Shakespeare's The Walking Dead. Yeah, I'd love to have you. It's going to be. Awesome. Wear a costume. You'll get in for cheaper. If anyone still wants to be a zombie in the show, you can actually perform with us as a zombie. So just uh, message Octavarius on our Facebook wall or me personally, whichever you prefer, Taryn. And uh, after the show, there will be a costume contest uh, in the lobby. Yeah, you want to do that? That's a great uh, idea. And, uh, Let's yeah. do that. Or actually what we'll do is we'll just head back into the theater after like 10 minutes and do it real quick on stage. Yeah, sweet. Uh, That'd be cool. Let people vote. Yeah, there we go. That's great. I forget who won last year. 
think we did. Oh, we did. We must have. We always did. It was Sexy Sax Man. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Careless Whisper. He fucking rocked that show. He should come back and do that. I don't know if he's available to come down for Halloween again. I would vote for him again. I would. That was so funny. It was good. He played the show. I can't believe that meme is a year old now. I was yeah. old in that, right? Well, yeah, it's old Time be flying, man. Time be flying. Time be flying. Time be flying. Nothing much. Until next time, have eight days in a wicked week. <laughs> Say bye, everyone. Bye. Welcome to the party tonight in Orbit Room. Don't run for your life. Tonight in Orbit Room. You're running out of time. Close and lock the door. Orbit Room. He's coming back for more.